Last of Us Part Two, Surviving Your Own by Alma. It's funny how identity works. Despite all of the different ways it affects how you navigate life, it's not something tangible. It can't be held in the palm of your hand as it changes, grows, and shapeshifts over time. But the thing about identity, however abstract it may turn out to be, is it comes with certainty. Facts you know about yourself that color things you whether that's the holidays you celebrate or the people you love. Identity wasn't all of what brought me to The Last of Us Part Two, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't play a part. Like nearly everyone who plays video games, I enjoyed the first entry in the series and wanted to see more of quote-unquote nature reclaiming old setting. But more than that, I was excited to play a game with a protagonist who was like me. From the first trailer to the moment I actually started the game, I was certain that Ellie, a traumatized scrappy lesbian, would be who I related to the most. I was very wrong. As I watched Dina meander around the halls, pointing out menorahs and sharing anecdotes about her family, rather than feeling like I was just delivered a character's backstory bite-sized dialogue prompting pieces, I felt something ache in my chest. Dina goes on to talk about how Judaism gave her a connection to her family history, to something she'll always belong to. The sequence grasped a key part of why being Jewish is important to me. It's not just about praying or believing in a higher power, and it doesn't have to be. Within the game itself, this connects back to the franchise's central theme of survivorship. Dina talking about how being Jewish has been synonymous with resilience and resolve long and and that moment is precisely when part two approach to exploring that theme crystallizes where its predecessor delved into how the world survived on a broader scale part two hones in on the personal nature of surviving the game has been described as a long emotional gut punch and that's absolutely true but to me it felt like being seen in a way i rarely do by not only with Dina grounding herself in her heritage, but also with Lev's loss of innocence in the face of parental abuse. And where so often stories like theirs culminate in a character's graphic death or denied catharsis, part two allows these characters to come full circle. It shows people breaking the cycle, whether that's on a very personal level with a cycle of gender violence, or on a broader plane, such as Abby refusing to hate Lev and Yara just because they're scars, and refusing to perpetuate the hateful mentality of where part one ended on a note about the selfish things people do for the people they love, part two says you can carve your own path to survival, something I consciously choose to do every day by hand, and I will keep doing it.